All right, so so we're gonna um, uh, dive into our, our our bigger kid reflection time here, and uh, we, you know we've got these two readings, and the length the readings are, are a little bit lengthy, and and really what Jesus is trying to do here in these readings is he's trying to prepare his disciples. Um, uh, Jesus is frequently trying to prepare his disciples, especially in the season of Lent. We might think about how he is frequently preparing them for um, how his life is going to end, uh, that that he's going to go to Jerusalem. He's going to suffer on a cross. He's going to die, and then he's going to rise from the dead. He he tells them that at least three separate times in the Gospels. Jesus is frequently preparing his disciples. Um, the the cool thing in these readings is that what Jesus is really trying to do is he's trying to prepare them to endure. Right? He's trying to prepare them to endure. Uh, if we were to give uh, prepare a definition, right? It means it means to to make somebody ready for something. So Jesus is trying to make them ready to endure. He's trying to make them ready uh, to keep going, to persevere. Uh, Now, if we kind of break it down, we can get even more focused and see what Jesus is up to. In Matthew chapter 10, uh, Jesus is doing this really cool thing. He's preparing them uh, for, uh, for, for being on mission with him. Uh, the first uh, several verses there in, in uh, Matthew chapter 10 are, are, for me at least, very exciting. Uh, they're, they're like super energizing. Uh, Jesus says, hey, I'm going to send you out on this mission trip, and, and I'm going to tell you where to go and what to do and how to do it. I am frequently asking Jesus those questions, and I don't always feel like the answer is super clear. And so I, I love these opening verses here in Matthew chapter 10 because, because Jesus says, hey, you, 12 disciples, I'm going to send you out on mission. Um, and, and, and here's what to do and, and how to do it and where to go. Uh, that's a very energizing, very cool section uh, that, that uh, sort of inspires me and moves me. And then all of a sudden we get to verse 16 and things kind of take a, a pretty dramatic shift. In verse 16, Jesus says, hey, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves, as sheep among wolves. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, 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 uh, that that can't be positive, right? You're sending me out as a sheep among wolves, one sheep against a bunch of wolves. That can't be a good thing, Jesus. Can you say that again? Right, so, so verse 16 makes kind of this, this marked shift in, uh, in how Jesus is preparing them and what he's preparing them for. Jesus is essentially preparing them to, to hit a wall, if you will. Um, he's preparing them uh, that that going on mission with him isn't going to be all easy. (laughs) It's not going to be all fun. It's not going to be all exciting. There's going to be things when you're on mission with him that are going to try to stop or impede your progress. And and not just your progress, but, but particularly the mission that you are on. Uh, Jesus says that, that, the, that the walls built here are built by many different hands. Uh, he says, beware of men, right? He says, beware of men. Uh, and, and men are going to do a couple of different things. And men are going deliver to deliver you over to the synagogues. And, and, and the, that means that the religious folk, right, are going to um, also flog you, he says. Uh, flogging is a brutal form of torture. Um, uh, Jesus was flogged 39 times. It's a, uh, it's usually you know a whipping, and the, and the whip uh, has has fragments of bone and brick kind of woven in and out of it. It's an extremely uh, painful form of torture. 
Now, Jesus says, hey, beware of men because men are going to deliver you over to the synagogues, over to the religious folk, and those folks are going are to flog you. He says men are going to drag you before governors and kings. Um, uh, probably to stand trial, right, for what you have done and what you have said. Uh, it at least means that you're going to be put in prison. Um, uh, he, he says to, to, to pay attention to family uh, because family is going to rise up against you. And this isn't just like, oh, I haven't talked to my family for a little while. Jesus talks about how, how families are going to betray one another and, uh, and, and they're actually going to try to put you to death. Right? This is a high, high level of tension. Right? This is uh, them trying to put a, a wall in front of you so that your mission with Jesus stops. And then the all-encompassing all, he says, all will hate you. Uh, Jesus is preparing them in chapter 10 to be on mission with him. And, and he's, not, he's not hiding anything here. He's saying, hey, um, here's what I want you to do. And just so you know, I'm preparing you um, to, to hit walls when you go. Um, and these walls are going to be built by many different hands. And these walls are going to be painful. These walls are going to be hard. Um, but, but I appreciate what Jesus does because he doesn't just kind of, you know, uh, prepare us uh, to hit walls. He doesn't just prepare us for the bad stuff and say, hey, it's going to be really hard. Have fun with that. <laughs> no, what he does, of course, is he has more to say. And, and what I would say is that he's got both some instruction and some incredibly uh, uh, hope-filled promise for us to kind of latch on to. Um, our key phrase this morning inc includes the, the key word for this series, which is endure. Jesus says this. He says, the one who endures to the end will be saved. The one who endures to the end will be saved. Now, if we just kind of break that down, the word endure means remain. Um, at, at its root, right, the, the word just means to remain, uh, to stay close to something. So in this context, uh, Jesus is just saying, hey, the one who stays on mission with me, um, the, the one who, who doesn't give up on the mission, the one who keeps trying to make disciples that make disciples, um, that one will be saved, um, that's kind of like a, a big uh, churchy word, right? And we often think, oh, I got saved, right? We, we think like eternal destination kind of thing. But in scripture, just remember, I've said this before, um, that it's a very general word, a very broad word, right? It just means to be saved from any kind of difficulty or trouble. So, so just see what Jesus is saying here. The one who endures, right, the one who remains, uh, will be saved. He's just saying that, that the trouble and the difficulty will end, Right? This is a, a promise. He says it will be eliminated. Um, he's saying, hey, uh, there is life on the other side of, of the wall that so many hands have built. Uh, maybe not in this lifetime, not, not in our numbered days, <laughs> but for sure in our unnumbered days. And so for me, uh, that, that little phrase there is, is both uh, gives me some instruction and it gives me uh, some incredible hope, right? Certainty, not a wish, but certainty. Uh, the instruction is very simple, right? It, it tells me, okay, when I'm on mission with Jesus, I'm going to hit some walls. It's just going to be part of life here uh, in my numbered days uh, that, that, that I'm going to hit walls. And, and it tells me what Jesus wants me to do. He wants me to dust myself off. <laughs> And to keep on going. 
Um, so, so it tells me, hey, this is what he wants me to do. But, but even more than that, right, this is an incredible hope-filled promise that Jesus gives us. Notice it doesn't say the one who endures might be saved. The one who endures may be saved. No, no, the one who endures to the end will be saved. This is a promise from Jesus himself, right? The one that no wall can overcome. Uh, th this is a promise from Jesus himself that says, hey, um, I, I, I want you to know that, that whatever wall you're facing is going to end. Whatever trouble you're facing is going to end. It will stop. The one who endures to the end will be saved. It's a great phrase uh, that comes in Matthew chapter 10, and, and uh, we heard it also in Matthew chapter 24. Uh, the context is, uh, is similar in Matthew 24. Jesus is preparing his disciples, but, but Matthew 24 is a lot broader. He's not necessarily preparing them for mission. He's just preparing them for things that are going to come. And, and actually, as we look at this, what we'll see is that he's preparing not just his disciples, he's also preparing just... Uh, people in general. Some of this stuff is going to be very general. And he's saying very similar types of things. Hey, life is going to be hard. Sometimes you are going to crash. Sometimes the world around you is going to crash. Uh, sometimes there's going to be walls that are put up in front of you that are going to stop or impede your progress. Uh, I'm just going to kind of rattle through the list of things that he says. Uh, first thing he says is that the temple is going to be destroyed. Now, that's probably not a huge deal to you in 2021, but the temple for them, that would have been a massively shaking thing. Uh, the temple is this, like, the stable, dependable thing for them, right? They just sort of assumed it would always be there. <laughs> and, and Jesus comes along and says, hey, the temple is going to hit a wall. The temple is going to be destroyed. Um, the, the temple for them was, was like the center of their spiritual life. It was the center of their spiritual practices. And so Jesus is saying, hey, the center that, uh, of your spiritual life, your spiritual practices is going to hit a wall and be destroyed. This is a massively shaking thing for them. Um, he says that false teachers are going to come. Uh, teachers that are going to be saying things different than what Jesus said. Teachers that, that are going to be teaching things that aren't good news uh, for them, that aren't gospel for them. Uh, and, and those teachers are, are trying to lead people away from the teachings of Jesus. Um, uh, you're going to hear about wars and rumors of wars. Uh, that's probably in the more general broad sense, right? Those first couple of things, destruction of the temple, false teachers, uh, those are things, walls that are going to be put up in front of the disciples themselves. But, but then Jesus gets broader, and really, this is a thing for everybody, right? Wars and rumors of wars. All of a sudden, that's a wall that gets put up in our heart because it's a worry that comes, and we get focused on that. Um, uh, we could probably think about wars and rumors of wars in terms of nation against nation, uh, person against person, um, even political party against political party, right? I mean, just wars and rumors of war have a way of co consuming our hearts and our thoughts, and, and all of a sudden, it's a wall that stops or impedes our progress. Uh, Jesus talks about famines and earthquakes, and, and then he turns back to a more narrow sense of just the disciples and says, hey, people are going to deliver you up to tribulation, right, to hard times. Uh, people are going to want to put you to death. Uh, people uh, will, will hate you for being a disciple. 
uh, Jesus is trying to prepare the disciples for, for what is going to come, that they're going to hit walls and, and have hard times in front of them. And then after all of that, he comes back to that same phrase and he says, hey, the one who endures to the end will be saved. Uh, uh, here, if we just kind of break it down, right, the, the, the phrase, uh, the, the word endure is the same word, so it just means remain, right? And, and, and it's probably more connected to that sense of, of seeing, uh, seeing that no one leads you astray. So Jesus is saying, hey, the one who endures, right, the one who, who remains close to me, um, the, the one who, who keeps following me, the one who keeps being changed by me, the one who, uh, who, who perseveres, the one who endures to the end will be saved, right? He's, he's reiterating that promise to them that, that the trouble and the difficulty don't last forever. Uh, that, that maybe in our numbered days here on earth, our, our trouble and our difficulties will end. <clears throat> and, and, and for sure in our unnumbered days in eternity, those troubles will end. The one who endures to the end will be saved. So uh, let me just kind of hit a pause and then uh, and ask you to engage in something. I'm going to play just a little bit of a game with you. It's going to feel like a kind of a hard shift, but we're going to uh, bring this all back together in just a minute. Um, uh, the, the game goes like this. I'm going to ask you to just uh, go to your chat boxes and type in prepared or unprepared, right? And this is just going to be your response. In general, um, do you typically, are you the type of person that feels prepared or unprepared when you're about ready to go on a trip, uh, prepared or unprepared? Uh, let's uh, just kind of hear uh, from the few uh, singers and stuff that are in the room. Do you guys typically feel prepared or unprepared? Prepared? Prepared? See, I'm the type of person that typically feels unprepared. Like, I will check my bag four times, and it doesn't matter. I, I, I will still feel generally unprepared. I'll, I'll feel like I just have, have forgotten something, and I, I just, I swear I forgot something, right? I, I'm, I'm convinced in my heart that I forgot something. Um, when I walk in on Sunday mornings, right, I almost always feel what? unprepared. I'm just sort of generally a person that feels unprepared uh, when it comes to things in front of me. Maybe it's a worry issue. I don't know what it is. But, but for whatever reason, I just generally feel unprepared for things. Um, here's the second one uh, that, that I want you to respond to, prepared or unprepared. And this kind of begins to, to connect us a little bit. Um, do you feel prepared or unprepared to endure as a disciple? Prepared or unprepared? Uh, part of that, right, is to just say, well, do you feel prepared or unprepared to endure when you're on mission with Jesus? But when you're on mission with Jesus and all of a sudden these walls get built and, and your, your progress for the great mission work that you are doing is stopped or impeded, do you feel prepared or unprepared to endure in that moment? Uh, do you feel prepared to, uh, you know, in general, continue as a disciple to dust yourself off and, and to keep going in your relationship with him, uh, to, to keep going in your connection to him, following him and being changed by him? Um, I, I started thinking about how the disciples would have felt if Jesus would have said at the end of Matthew 24, hey, are you prepared or unprepared? And, and I don't know how they would have answered but, but for me, it's kind of helpful, actually, to see how they actually respond, what they actually do. And so if we go forward just a couple of chapters uh, in Matthew's gospel, 
Um, this is Matthew uh, chapter 26, and, and it's the night that Jesus was betrayed. So, so just see this, right? All of a sudden, the tension is super high in the lives of the disciples. These guys have been following him, and all of a sudden, one of the, one of the 12 uh, turns their back on Jesus and betrays him, uh, hands him over to the authorities. And Jesus is in a garden praying. And, uh, and all of a sudden, this, this, this group of soldiers that is heavily armed and ready for a fight shows up, and what are they going to do? They're ready to arrest Jesus. Now, uh, the disciples uh, who should be prepared, right, their response should be, oh, Jesus, we're going to stick to your side. We're going to stay with you to the very bitter end. But that's not what happens. What happens is they run and they flee. Matthew 26, verse 56 tells us that the disciples left him and they fled. And I just think that this is massively important for us to see. Because sometimes when we hear Jesus talking about, hey, be prepared to endure, that doesn't feel very good to my heart, right? It's like, I don't want to have to endure, right? That means there's going to be some kind of trouble or some kind of difficulty. And if I'm honest, I all too often look like Matthew 26, 56. Um, when I want convenience and ease instead of challenge and difficulty, then I look like the disciples. Um, when I'm afraid of people and what they might say and, and, and what they think about me and how they're responding to me, then I look like this. Um, when, I, when I focus on the moment, right? instead, of, instead of remembering the promise that Jesus has spoken, when I focus on the difficulty of this moment right now, then I run and I flee. Um, when I try to endure by my own strength, when I try to muster it up within me, this is what happens. All the disciples left him and fled. Um, if, if I'm honest, uh, left to myself, I'm generally unprepared for when I hit those walls. Uh, left to myself, I don't respond very well <laughs> And I don't do what Jesus desires for me to do. So, so uh, I want to just uh, suggest maybe three different things to consider when you're on mission with Jesus, when you're just trying to be a disciple that's following and being changed by Jesus. Uh, I want to offer just three things. And one of them goes back to the kids' chat, which is simply um, to strap on the safety equipment. <laughs> Uh, to, to know that, hey, Jesus says, hey, you're going to hit walls, right? And so we can just have that expectation that, that those walls are going to be built in front of us. And, and sometimes we're going to run smack into them and it's going to be super hard. But we aren't left alone. <laughs> We've got God's word to turn to, uh, to, to remember and celebrate that, that, that there's never a wall that he can't overcome. Uh, we, we've got other people to encourage us and, and keep us going and, and keep pointing us back to Jesus. And we've got a prayerful conversation to a Father in heaven who loves us deeply. So strap on the safety equipment. Uh, the other thing uh, that I would say is to, to declare or proclaim for yourself two truths. Uh, the first truth is the one that we've been saying over and over again. The one who endures will be saved. 
Um, sometimes uh, when, when people feel uh, oppressed, uh, spiritually oppressed, what they'll do is they'll say the Lord's Prayer out loud. And, and when they say the Lord's Prayer out loud, it's kind of a way of proclaiming and declaring, hey, God's kingdom and God's power is in this place. And, and nothing else is greater than God's power. And, and so it kind of uh, reframes the heart and it, and, it, and it claims God's power and presence in that moment. And so this is one of those things that you could just declare in a short way, right? The one who endures will be saved. Now, for me, when I think about doing that, it, it kind of reframes me and says, okay, I'm, I, I, I'm not surprised that I hit a wall. <laughs> and, and it reminds me, okay, this is what Jesus wants me to do. He wants me to endure. Right? He wants me to keep going. He, he, he wants me to remain on mission. He wants me to remain close to him. But it also breathes hope into my heart. It, it reminds me of the incredible promise attached to this. Not might be saved, not uh, could be saved, will be saved. The one who endures to the end will be saved. This, this difficulty, this problem, this wall is only for a moment, and it won't last forever. Uh, strap on the safety equipment. Declare out loud, the one who endures will be saved. Here's the other thing to declare simply out loud, right? He is with me. In fact, I would just want to encourage you to go to your chat boxes and actually uh, shout that out. Uh, in those chat boxes. If you would just go and declare these two things, right? The one who endures will be saved. And then the second thing to say is simply, he is with me. This is super powerful. Um, uh, something really awesome happens uh, after the disciples run away and flee, after they fail to endure. Uh, Jesus, of course, is taken and, and he's treated brutally at the hands of the authorities. And, he, and he's crucified and he's died and, and he's, he's dead and he's buried, right? And then he rises from the dead. And again, right, we celebrated that a couple weeks ago, that there is no wall that he can't overcome. And after he rises from the dead, this is Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. And, uh, and Jesus rises from the dead, and, uh, and he calls his disciples together and says, Hey, guess what? <laughs> I've got a mission for you. I've got a mission for you. And, and I, wanna just, I just want to say what that mission is. And then right at the end of it, he says this amazing truth. Here's, here's the mission that he gives them. He says, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Here it comes. And surely I am with you, with you, to the very end of the age. In other words, Jesus does exactly what the disciples failed to do. Uh, Jesus is committed. Jesus is, is there all the time. Jesus always endures in his relationship with you. He doesn't do what the disciples do. He doesn't do what I often do. He endures right by your side. Uh, all of a sudden, we approach the wall differently, don't we, in that moment? Right? When, when I know that I've got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords <laughs> right by my side, it's a lot easier to get up and dust myself off and to keep going. To know that, that, that I can remain, not by my own strength, but, but because the one who does endure and the one who does remain all the time is right by my side. And there's never been a wall that he can't overcome. As I said in the kids' chat, there's never a bad day that he can't make better. 
And so the great good news for us to celebrate is simply, he is with me. These are two powerful statements to declare and proclaim when you hit the wall. They reframe our hearts and they remind us of the great good news of a God who is always, always with us. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we simply say thank you. Uh, Thank you for uh, trying to prepare us. Uh, Thank you for your forgiveness uh, in the moments when we fail to endure, uh, when we fail to remain. And thank you for always remaining with us, for always enduring, uh, for always promising to be by our side. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. And so we celebrate who you are. Uh, We celebrate what you have promised And we ask that you would keep our eyes and our hearts focused on you each and every day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.